you are the podcast master. What up? What up? What's up, everybody? Welcome to the latest episode of the podcast. I don't know why. I'm in such a great mood. I hope you guys are doing good. Hope everybody is happy, smiling, enjoying uh, this crazy life that we're all living in right now. Um, Things are slowly getting back to normal, and that excites me. So I hope everybody's doing good. Hope everybody's continuing to uh, find reasons to smile. I know I am super duper extra overly excited about this episode of the podcast this week because I have been trying since day one to get this lady to be a guest on my podcast. I have begged. I have offered to pay. I have done so much begging to get her to be on this podcast. And finally, Uh, We got through to some of her people, and they got back to us and told us that they could negotiate a deal, and so we got her on here. Um, So for the first time ever, Kate Harrison is going to be on the podcast, uh, formerly Katie Lee Boggs. Um, Kate Harrison, who is the sideline reporter for the PBR, is seriously one of the most interesting human beings I've ever met in my entire life. She's funny as hell. Um, and a personality way bigger than most people realize. I, I don't think people understand how incredibly charismatic and incredibly uh, entertaining Kate can be because of her role um, as a sideline reporter. I, I, I just I just don't feel like she gets to truly show her personality, and I think she does in this podcast. That's one of the things that I, I've thoroughly enjoyed working with her. Uh, One of the things that I have enjoyed about working with her is the fact that you just run across people in your life that bring the best out in you. And I think she's certainly one of those people. We, We definitely have fun. We've worked together a lot. We have had some really, really, really crazy fun times. And, um, I think all of those are in due in part to her personality. So I think she gets to show that a little bit here in this episode of the podcast. I want to know what you guys think because um, every time I, I get in one of these situations, I become an even bigger fan. And I, I talk about uh, her and her husband, Daniel, who is also just a, a genuine human being, such a, a dear, dear a uh, couple of friends. So I, I'm super excited about this. I could ramble all day long about how much I uh, – I, I like both of these people. Their beautiful baby makes a, a guest appearance in this podcast. And I will say, um, this is a podcast that has the first and possibly the only... Well, I'm just going to let you hear it for yourself, okay? I'm not, I'm not even going to spill the beans. I want you to get to that part of the episode. And I want you to just uh, enjoy the... I don't even know what to say. The spontaneity of what can happen when recording a podcast with the Kate Harrison. So do me a favor. If you're not already, uh, subscribe to the podcast. Hit us up with one of those reviews. Um, make sure you give us a rating as well because that's what makes the podcast world go round. If you're not already, follow me on social media, Matt L. West. We'll talk about Kate's uh, when we get to the podcast. But right now, just sit back, uh, get ready to smile, and enjoy this little conversation I had with a dear, dear, dear friend, Kate Harrison. Hello? Is this thing on? You're an idiot. Hello? 
Go ahead. Do you have do you have like vocal exercises you do before a show? You know, I actually that's should do yeah. that more often than I do. If you were a professional, um, you that's would. right. I don't do them every time. I do a lot of exercises before shows, though. Do you? Well, I do a lot of prep work. I don't know if they're called exercises. Um, nope, probably not. Yeah, probably <laughs> not. But no, I don't have vocal exercises I do before every time. <clears throat> Why not? A lot of throat lozenges. Why do you gotta call me out? I'm just curious. Isn't this like I, a nice podcast? It is. It's it's a how nice, are you doing? It's a nice Great studio. to have you here. There's candles. There's refreshments. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you need a drink? You know, it's been like 480 some days since I first asked to be on this podcast. Yeah, but then your agent was very difficult to deal with. 483 days. You can almost count today, which is like 483 and a half. Am I the only person that's invited myself to be on the podcast? Most people you invite. Um, Do you want to get back to reality and like tell the real story of how this happened? Um, Which is? Like two and a half years ago. almost Almost three years ago when we were in... This is almost three years ago or two years ago. I don't know. We were in Calgary and it was... Yes, almost three years ago. And um, I said, hey, we're going to be stuck in a foreign country for like several days, not having a whole lot to oh, do. Oh, so it's been like 983 days. My counting was I 983 said, days since I first asked to be on this podcast. How did you find somebody to marry you? <laughs> that's that's probably the, the toughest question that I'm going to have for you today. And, oh. and and maybe even more importantly, how did you find such a good guy to marry you? He is you? a good guy, isn't he? It's disgusting how good of a He's person a he guy. is. I know. Um, good and, travel buddy, and, best friend. And you want the truth is, um, I was talking to Craig Hummer a little bit ago and I said... How much do you pay Megan to stay? Okay, so anyways, this is my podcast. Don't try to take over like you did every episode we did together, okay? Um, no, I said, I said, what can I, like, how can I really get it, Kate? And he said, I don't think you can. Like, she's the sweetest human I know, and it's pretty disgusting that he's right. It's um, very kind of you. I've seen another side of you. Uh, exhibit A. Mm-hmm. Grasshopper grilled cheese or whatever it was. Oh, that's... What was that? Just live life to the fullest. Explain. Uh, that was a grasshopper grilled cheese. Uh, that Calgary trip you were talking about. Every day on Ride Pass. No, this was a CBS sports show. I don't know. They all run they together. Blended. That, was, that was like 25 plus there shows like in 10 days. 10 but hours it was a amazing. Day, it was, you know, yeah. yeah. It was a great time. Whichever show it was, uh, we thought, we're at Calgary. Uh, that's Hayes. Welcome to the show, baby. Not the last time you'll hear me. You call him me, baby, or you call him hate? I'm so confused. His blue eyes are so beautiful. Grasshopper grilled cheese. I thought we can't be at Calgary and not actually try some of the foods here. And just like every fair, there's the typical corn dogs and corn on the cob. Funnel cakes, all the good stuff. Other things with corn in it. Bread. But (laughs) you can't not try the real specialties and... I mean, I all week long, could have went without. You it. talked about how you didn't want anything nasty, so I had to pick something that, on the outside, looked very normal and typical, which it looked like a grilled cheese, until you bit into it and you really got that salty crunch. I, I, I shouldn't explain the flavor, but you know much better than I do. No, I don't actually, because the flavor was completely erased by the vomit that immediately <laughs> followed, because I took a bite and I was like, "What in the heck is that?" And then I immediately like opened it up. And it was covered in bugs. You literally gave me a grilled cheese sandwich 
infested with <laughs> dead bugs. I'm usually pretty good at holding it together. How do you sleep at night? I couldn't even hold it together. I could not. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of that entire trip. Oh, I, I just, I don't. Oh, I don't it was so good. It makes me, it, it disgusts me. But anyways, I didn't bring you here to talk about all the disgusting food. I, I am worried I until this day how you're going to get back at me. Every day I think you about should it. Be. What's he going you to do to me today? You absolutely should be. I do think about that and, a lot. And, and welcome. Welcome mm-hmm. to the event. No, I'm just mm-hmm. kidding. I wouldn't do that to you. Uh, I wouldn't make myself look bad on, on my <laughs> podcast. Um, no, you you mentioned Hayes. Let's, uh, first of all, happy Mother's Day. Your first oh, Mother's thank Day. You. It was so special. Yeah? We were here in Guthrie, um, but couldn't have picked a better first Mother's Day because our life is on the road and make the most of everywhere you are. And it was the sweetest thing ever because after I got done with the show, uh, Daniel had Hayes in the stroller and he met me at the back door and he had picked some little yellow wildflowers at Lazy E and he bundled them together with a little black zip tie and handed me my first Mother's Day flowers. And it was the sweetest thing ever. And you bet I'm going to dry those and put them in a book. Um, but it was great. Again, Being just to reiterate amazing. how disgusting your husband is. He's sweet, isn't he? It makes, uh, mm-hmm. it, like, save some for the rest of us, man. Like, <laughs> it, he's just making the rest of us look bad. Like, I'll never be able to do anything. From now on, <laughs> Daniel is the standard bearer. Aww. Oh, well, Daniel would have done this, or Daniel would have done that. <laughs> um, he's a good one. Let me tell you, all the wives are big fans of him, too. Yeah. Because when I'm working... They all need a drinking buddy. He's with the wives. <laughs> he's good at taking the pictures, hanging with the babies, so he, he's very awesome. blessed. He's very blessed. he's certainly fit into our quote-unquote PBR family. Oh, he loves it. Yeah. It's amazing. Where's well, I was his talking boots? About, huh? Where's his boots? He's, Is that his first pair of boots? He's so... He's had boots in the past, but... Like, but there's a difference. Like, there's I mean, a difference real between boots. boots and boots, just because... Yeah. or. Not because I use the wrong word there, so I'm just gonna not even try and cover it up. Same with hats. There's a hat and there's a hat. And I was okay with him wearing boots, but he wanted to get a hat. And I told him, if you're getting a hat, like it has to be a, a good hat. You can't just get right. a hat that you're gonna pick up at your local right. convenience store. Feed store. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, has yeah. got to be a solid hat. So it took a while to get to the hat game, but he's got some solid ones now. Yeah. Dark gray one, nice really? silver belly. Yeah. Got some solid hats. Uh-oh. Yeah. Um, I dig. I, I I'm gonna have to. Hopefully, he's gonna shave the mustache before. Oh please, I know. Do you hate it? Here's the deal with the mustache. I get it when you're in quarantine. Like, have some fun. Let your facial hair grow out. Create something if you want, yeah. if you will. Put a caterpillar above your lip. I don't care. But I told him when we go out in public, like, you gotta get rid of it. So I thought about doing something that I had done when I was like probably 12 or 13, and that's mm-hmm. cutting lines in the side of my hair, like yeah. above my ears. I really thought about sure. it. Sure. As um, long as you're at home, not around the public. Well, yeah, but I mean, then you got to post it on the gram. Oh, but see, here's what we ran into. He said, okay, as soon as we get there, I'm going to shave it. Well, instead, as soon as we get here, first five guys he sees just comment on how awesome his stash is. I, I dig it. He he legit looks like a stunt double for Reno nine one one. It's amazing. Like it's it's one of the most uh, majestic oh. mustaches I've seen in quite some time. I'm getting used to it. And it's it's still it's still May, mm-hmm. so he can't get rid of it. It's mustache oh, May. Oh my goodness. 
Is I that really it. a thing? Yeah, of course it's a thing. When, oh, no. When it's not What's me June? and it's somebody else that has a mustache that hideous, oh. of course it's a thing. <laughs> you can't get rid of it. No, I don't know what June is. Maybe we should start Shave something for June. Shave your face, June. No, I don't yes, think that really does the same. that's gotta be it. For um, sure, that's it. Let's talk about- I read that in a book. No, you don't read books. Somewhere. Um, do you read a lot? I'm getting back into it. Um, what do you mean getting back into it? Well, like you took 12 took years off? I just it. didn't read for 12 years. I took a break from it. I mean, I've always read. I've always been a big fan of reading. Yeah. Uh, but life happens, and I ended up reading. I used to be a big fan of reading books. I love books. Love the smell of books. I never really got into a Kindle or anything because I love actually holding books. I, no, I mean like books with work, not scratch and sniff books. I I'm mean not like gonna, no, I love the smell of books. I love Barnes and Noble because it has a certain smell in there. Books are amazing. But then when life happened, when I was about to have a kid, it was reading every single baby blog. So really, Google took over my life for reading for a really long time. But this is the first trip I actually have a couple actual books. Do people like really read books anymore? Because I'm still oh, I a book. I, I like books. I still mm-hmm. like CDs. I, mm-hmm. I it's weird because you can't mm-hmm. even find a CD player. But no, you really can't. But everything's done online. Yeah, audio. It is, and that's a thing. So that's kind of why Google took over for me, and it's just easy and quick search, and I'll just start reading. But yeah, it's true. I just bought a book online a little bit ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you know Craig Hummer was a best-selling author? Neither did I. <laughs> I have his book. You didn't. You are a liar. Coming in the mail as soon as I order it later today. <laughs> I I kid you not. We're Why doing, did he not tell me that? I didn't know it either. Um, and we're we're talking in the middle of the podcast, the last episode I put out, and he starts talking about I, he Jennifer, his wife, being yes. an author. And yeah, I, said, I knew hey, she was an author. Hey, you know, let's author. speaking of being an author, let's talk more about that. Yada yada yada. Waiting on him to expand on her books, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Hers or mine." What? Wait, I had no idea. What kind and of book? So, um, it's a biography. Um, oh, you're gonna have cool. to listen to the podcast for me to tell you. It's not about him though. Mm-hmm. Um, he co co-authored a book. Um, very very interesting. So, like while we were on the uh, recording the podcast, I ordered it on Amazon. So I've got a hard copy coming. Oh, Hummer. It's just crazy. There he goes again. But like, there's things you That's you awesome. don't know about this guy that mm-hmm. just continue to pop up and make you like him even more. Mm-hmm. Um, what do people not know about you? Don't. Wow. Way to put me on the spot uh, there. Well, I because it, it's interesting to me because so oftentimes people formulate their own stories for people. And it's one mm-hmm. of my favorite games is I think we've probably done it in Calgary, sitting there for hours on end, look at people and just make up stories about their lives. I love it. Me I do too. that in restaurants all the time. But I think people do that. When with, we used to go to restaurants. Right. <laughs> back in the day. Mm-hmm. That has officially become back in the day. Like yeah. Going to restaurants is like, officially back Kids, in the let day. me tell you, we used to sit down inside of a building and eat some food. No, yeah. we'll get back there. We'll get back there. Soon. Uh, what? Okay. Yeah, what I, do you want to yeah, know, know about me? I'm gonna I'm gonna get to that in a minute. Yeah, um, my husband's whispering things. Yeah, there's a, probably a lot. So, I love telling stories. Yeah. But what's crazy about me? Everyone thinks, oh, you must be super outgoing. Like to talk a lot. I hi Hayes. Actually, I like to listen a lot. So I'm so much better about hearing other people's stories and sharing those stories and putting other people on pedestals and platforms because I love to do that um, than sharing my own. Which is weird because I feel like we have that in common. And Mm -hmm. I don't... We've talked about that. Yeah. Like, I don't want to share too much in common with you because I I don't want to be on the same page full time. I I feel this is comfortable. It's comfortable just going at each other because we haven't done this in a long no, time. No, we haven't. They separated us. They, they, they <laughs> bastards. 
<laughs> they had to. Man. It was like the fifth round, and we were like, come on, give us another round. Oh, and they, they, we've been good. We went two separate ways. Yep. So for people that don't know, we spent a couple of years doing Ride Pass together, mm-hmm. and in that, we got to... Uh, we got to share a broadcast booth and, and just have fun. Like it, it wasn't as serious as TV is, and so we got time. to just enjoy um, Hummer and JW Hart and Justin Felisco, and it was it was a lot of fun. It was, but fun. we just got to cut loose. Mm-hmm. Not really any barriers or anything like mm-hmm. that. So um, definitely pull the curtain back, kind of deal. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Which I think is important. Uh, especially in the world of the PBR, because everybody sees what they see on TV for a few seconds. Right. But there's so much bigger stories happening behind the scenes that I wish we could always get out to the forefront. I know it. Me too. You see a lot of the personality that, I mean, when it's game time, it's game time. Mm -hmm. It's like that in any sport. Right. But Ride Pass is like, we're going inside the locker room and giving you behind the sidelines of a football field. And Mm -hmm. it's... uh, Wow. We had a great time. I love good stuff. watching interviews just because I like to see how people formulate questions and how people react to them. You have my favorite interview in the history of interviews. <laughs> I know where you're you going are with this. So lucky. <laughs> and I'm so glad that you reacted the way you did because it allowed my favorite broadcast moment ever. Oh, that makes me so happy. Are you about to say something about two by fours and one by fours? Yes, yes. the Chase Outlaw yes. interview. So good, so because good. you could have tried to continue to stay the course and ask him the hard hitting questions, but you you understand you let the athletes be themselves, and I, I I I wish we could start every show with that. It was one of the great moments ever. We have to tell everyone how it happened. Oh, you're gonna have to help me here. Remind me where we were. I know what the so ceiling. We were in looks Chicago. Like. We were at Allstate Chicago, Arena. Chicago, yes. Yeah, Allstate Arena That's in Chicago it used yep. to be the Rosemont Horizon. Yep. And and what and the reason I remember that so good is because here's where I become a pro wrestling nerd. I've listened to so many stories from old pro wrestlers talk about the acoustics in that building mm-hmm. and how they could look up at that wooden ceiling and know that the crowd was going to be so loud and it was just there was a good feel about it. And so I was thinking about it that day. And then we start the show, top of the show, mm-hmm. throw to you, you're interviewing Chase Outlaw, yep. and he's just staring at the ceiling. Yep. And I always, I study like you would not believe, like I was going in for the SATs right. times 10 before every single show, because um, there's nothing I don't want to know, I don't want to be mm-hmm. surprised. So I had my questions ready to go. Now granted, that always changes, because it's all about listening to the guys, but I knew as you were getting ready to throw... Chase is just staring at the ceiling, just looking up, kind of spinning around, doing that kind of chase outlaw, like, let me get a stance on one foot and shift my hips and just stare there for intrigued a second. Oh, would be completely the intrigued. Yeah. And I thought, I don't have them. Like, whatever is going on right now is way more fascinating in my mind. I, I can ask him about his ride when we get there. So he's just staring at the ceiling. So I decided to just look up with him and ask him what he saw up there. And all he says is, Sure, used a lot of one by fours. I don't know why they didn't use something bigger or something. Like no, that. you you missed a word, but only because you're so polite. He said, "There's a lot of damn one bys up there," and I could not stop laughing. But it was so him, and it was, it was like so good. You knew that's what was on his brain. Mm-hmm. Let him get it out there, mm-hmm. and, and and I think our fans love that kind of stuff. It's like like when we went back and forth. It was like we hated each other, so why not just do it on screen? I mean, I, no, never mind. So anyways, <laughs> uh, back to being a mother, <laughs> how different is it now? Because you guys are like full-time RVers pretty much. Right now we are. We are full-time RVers. And a very small RV, let me tell you. 
I'm just going to give some advice to some people out there. So when we were looking at RVs, it was pre-haze. Right. And we're looking at the larger RVs, but then they have these cute little small C-classes that seem like just enough room. And I thought, you know, we don't need anything too big or too extravagant. This is easy to kind of pull into a coffee shop on your way down the road and move on. Um, so we get this nice C-class. And when you're in an RV, you're in it without stuff, without food, without plates, without bedding, without pillows. And you think... This is plenty of space. Right. Well, then you put your food, your plates, your bedding, and your pillows, and you don't have space. And then a baby comes into the picture, and you add a stroller and a little changing table, and you add diapers, and you add five more boxes of diapers, because surely you don't want to run out of diapers on the road. And then all of a sudden, there's not a lot of space. Yeah. Definitely think space when you're buying an RV, but... Beyond that, it's been great. We just um, we found out we are definitely not tiny home people. Power to the tiny home people. I watch those shows and I'm just like, man, that is incredible. You can fit your entire life into 150 square feet for sure. I can do that. No, I can't. I have more candles at home than I think we have drawers in our RV. I, I can't. I, I constantly ask myself, how did I live in the house that I previously lived in? Because I I upsized probably three or four times bigger than what I lived in before. And I still don't have enough room. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, how, how can I? Am I that sloppy? That, I'm, Probably. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. So anyways, I, it was a rhetorical question. Does he just leave his socks everywhere? No, because they disappear. The dryer eats half of okay. them all the time. I, tell me about it. I That's know. a real life problem. Buy them all the same. That's what my sister does. That's right, Hayes. What you you buy, buy them all, all the same. same. All she has is the same exact black booties, and she's got 50 pairs of them. Oh, see, I can't do that. So smart. Because like, if I'm wearing boots, I have to wear tall socks. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. Because like, boots don't fit my legs. My legs are weird. Like I have really big calves, and so like I can't find boots that well, don't- Well, whose fault is that? God? Doing too many lifts there. No, I really don't do much. West Fit. Anyways, I don't do much. But mm-hmm. um, So is it more like as he's coming through the house, he takes off shoes in one room and then takes off- shirt in the other room and Who are you, you just have to, to pick up after him because I'm you're my guest Megan. on the podcast like see i i knew that's a kind you of realize guy she worked. doesn't have a microphone right she said the whole house is your closet okay like you just like, i don't know if you've ever done one of the these. house i just remembered why you haven't been on my you podcast because do you don't something. understand that people that don't have microphones can't be heard to our listeners, sloppy and then not expand on what this means. No, I'm not you sloppy. Asked me a I'm question actually pretty neat. Like ten minutes ago, and you still haven't answered. You didn't give me the chance. I thought you did this all the time. I asked you to be on the podcast two years ago. I thought this was like your typical out. thing every week. Man, okay, you want to know something? <laughs> what question did I ask you? I don't even know about me that no one knows. Oh, okay, all right. Okay, <laughs> people know these things. I don't, I don't think they do. You think there's something that absolutely nobody knows yeah, about me? Yeah, I, I really do. That nobody knows. That you were in a George Strait video. I don't think anybody I don't think anybody oh, very few people knows probably that. know that. Right? Mm-hmm. Bam. See? Very I pay few attention. people. Good listener. God and country music. But there's a story behind that video. It's not quite out yet for I all get it, the but, public. But oh, oh. yeah. Is it not out? It's not out. It's, it's not so out. It might not come out. Should I, I not really have said know. anything? You know, it's okay. Nobody listens we to this shit anyways. <laughs> People can know us, and I actually, so I played uh, George Strait's daughter, and what's 
This is okay. Best part about the video. There's a couple parts. Yeah, which it makes hasn't sense because George. Yet, how old is George? He's like probably in his late seventies. So that would make you like in your mid forties. So yeah, you probably mid forties. Yeah, that's all right. That okay. smile of his hasn't changed in decades. <laughs> Let me just tell you that. Jesus. But anyway, so the video essentially it it documented my life. I seriously don't want to get you in trouble. You're not going to get me in trouble. It's just it didn't make its way out yet. Okay. But it may. It's an amazing video. Yeah, the song's out. Um, it essentially documented my life. Um, it was about his daughter and just uh, growing up and rodeoing and uh, being daddy's little girl. And then at the very end, it reveals the next generation. And uh, I'm his grown daughter now. And he's out on his front porch. And here rides up my son. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And at the time, I was pregnant with Hayes, so it was pretty cool, but my dad got to be a part of it. My dad, before he retired for years, um, was a stunt coordinator, so he was there, part of it. Uh, and Daniel was actually part of it because when George is in his house, he's drinking his coffee, looks on the wall, and it's his daughter's wedding picture, and they used our real picture. So, Oh, really? Coolest thing about it. Nothing else was said, but all Daniel told everyone was, I was in the video. I was the picture <laughs> on the wall. I was in the video. I made it. That's awesome. That's so awesome. It's actually also my favorite part about PBR broadcasts. I watch almost everything back. Um, See, that's and another thing we don't, don't have You in don't. Hummer I doesn't. Can't. I know. I watch, I watch it all back. Um, Daniel stops it every single time he sees himself on TV. <laughs> every time. It's That's, so good. If I had a mustache like that, I oh, would too. It's so good. That's amazing. Because um, so, I love it. I think it's so fun. That is, that is awesome. Yes, why I was calling them out. You're right. Yeah. They don't have a mic. Yeah. Thank you for yeah. noticing that. Um, you should have a crowd mic. No. A, a Daniel that Hayes stuff and costs money. Mic. I don't make that TV money like you do. Sure you <laughs> this do. Is, this is on a bare bones sure budget. Sure you do. This is great. I'm loving um, it. No. Let's go back to that because you okay. said it kind of mirrored your life. So mm-hmm. your dad, uh, you grew up in California. I did. And your dad was a stunt guy. Born and raised in California. Uh, four generations in California. I get all the time. Everyone thinks I'm from Texas. I had a boss years ago that always introduced me as Is it because Kate you think Texas. you're better than everybody else? What? That people think you're from Texas? Is that why? No. Is that a thing that I'm not quite understanding right now? Anyways, that continue. Up? Okay. Um, it's... Anyways, continue. Again, Megan doesn't have a mic. <laughs> There's a reason. Yeah. She says, because you're being a jerk. You just need me here, and everything you say, I'll just make sure it makes the Can show. Can we get back to yeah. your four what? generations of California? Do you edit this? If you do, don't edit any I of won't. this. I won't. I don't. Just Editing it. costs money okay. and time, and yeah. I don't have either of those. In skill, probably. <laughs> you're so- an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Four generations, California. Um, grew up riding horses, rodeo, and my dad was a stunt man. He actually started in the industry. So back 30 years ago, um, in the stunt industry, was, movies were actually made in California. John Wayne Westerns, which would be even before that, was uh, made 30 minutes from where we live. And all those old Westerns and Gunsmoke and all that is kind of where my grandparents grew up. Um, and yeah, so my dad started in the industry because one of his good, good friends, uh, Walter Scott, He's a big time stunt coordinator, does a lot of Westerns and action films, ha- asked him because uh, they just team up together. He said, hey, you want to come ride horses and uh, shoot guns? And he said, yeah, let's do yeah. it. Who wouldn't? Um, and that's how he started. Uh, and then when I was seven years old, um, I got into the industry as well. Same way. Uh, 
Walter needed a stunt double for a little boy to ride horses in Magnificent Seven when they did the TV series. So they brought me in and I doubled this little boy, um, the same little boy that was in Liar Liar. And his name is slipping me right now. I mean, I was seven years old at the time. So this is <laughs> 23 years ago. Uh, but it was pretty cool because the very first stunt I ever did, they said, okay, it was this old, it's called Melody Ranch. It's one of the old kind of Western towns that they film a lot at out in Santa Clarita. And they told me, you're going to run out to the middle of the dirt road, which was the main road, you know, down this town. Uh-oh. Hey, Hayes. Hayes's, Hayes's needs. Dad's attention. got him. Um, and you're going to stay right there. You're not going to move. And this wagon's going to be coming towards you with, you know, 12 horses running. But don't move. Someone's going to come and tackle you and get you out of the way. And so that's what I did. I ran really? to the middle of the street. I got tackled just in time before a stagecoach passed and, and made the opening credits of Magnificent Seven. Really? So till this day, when I hear that, dun, dun, yeah. dun, 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 I'm really, I can't sing or hum, apparently. Um, but the song that was in the opening credits, every time I'd hear it, I'd run out to the front room so I could see myself. Uh, and that's where it all started. What happens if somebody doesn't tackle you? little boy when I was seven. Well, I would have gotten ran over by horses. Thanks for taking it there. It's a really inspiring story. <laughs> I thought, but okay. So, so you grew up kind of in that industry. Yeah. What, what else? It was incredible. I mean, is that the highlight of your movie or TV stardom? So went from there, uh, worked on a lot of TV shows, uh, Bernie Mac, Charmed, House. What? Yeah. A lot of cool that. stuff. Um, went and did the Spy Kids trilogy, which was a ton of fun. We actually shot that in Austin, Texas. Um, Robert Rodriguez lived there at the time, so he's trying to bring a lot of film to Texas. I don't know what Spy Kids is. You never watch Spy uh-uh. Kids. There's so many movies. The guys get mad at me all the time because I've never seen Die Hard. I refuse to ever- Die Hard? No, I've never watched- any Star Wars movie ever, and they will put that on my headstone. Okay, I just pretty recently watched those actually, and I only yeah. caught three of them. They're horrible. Uh, I can't say they're horrible. Yeah, I you don't can't know. Say anything. I don't know. You know, sometimes I'll feel like I watched a movie because I've heard so much about it, yeah. and then I realize I actually hadn't watched the movie. Yeah, that happens to me a lot. I, I do that too, mm-hmm. and I start to quote like I've quoted Star Wars forever. Luke, I am your father. They told me this week. I can't say he doesn't. Apparently, he doesn't say Luke. He doesn't say Luke. I'm your father. He just says I am your father. Well, I guess you know if you watch the movie. Didn't? Yeah, I. I'm okay with not knowing. (laughs) Um, That's cool. I didn't know. I didn't know you. You got so extensive into it. I didn't know you did so much. Oh yeah. So grew up doing it for well years and years. I think one thing that like our our PBR fans, I say our 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 people wouldn't Mm -hmm. realize is like. You're not just a TV girl. Like, you actually have a little background in this whole world. No one knew I grew up rodeoing. Right. I feel it's like so funny to me. Nobody. Nobody. Okay, so how PBR started for me, I first started covering The American. It was the second year of The American. Which is how we met. That remember? Is how, you well, probably don't remember. Oh, no, oh, that's a whole nother story. <laughs> we'll get to that in a minute. We should talk about that we'll story. We'll get to that in a minute. When I met you, uh, I remember very clearly... We had a nice conversation, I thought. Well, fast forward a year to PBR. I really know, I didn't know anyone at my very first PBR. It was in North Carolina. And I remember seeing you in the lobby and I thought, oh, at least someone I've met before. Here's a familiar face. Go up, say hello. You have no idea who I am. Okay, so anyways, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. Anyways. What, where in North Carolina? Charlotte. Oh, that's why. Because the Charlotte, I had all this sure other you did. stuff. I, yeah, I'm, so much going I'm on. I'm sorry. Oh my gosh. I'm so, well, yeah. because 
I think at that time had you had you gotten married? Anyways, moving on. No excuses. Uh, seriously, had you gotten? Yes, married? Yes, it was my maiden name so, the first time we met. Yeah, you went from Katie Lee Boggs to this Kate Harris. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's hard. You went from Katie Lee Boggs. No, to I didn't Kate go Harris. by my full name on TV. Yeah, you, you just you said did that. to us. I did not. You did that to all, all of you. us. Anyway, okay, so anyway, so for I uh, do the American. Went year two of the American, which would have been what twenty fifteen, somewhere around there. And McBride was doing the broadcast as well. And I remember him coming up to me. Well, of course I remember this. I was weird to say, Kate. Uh, he came up to me. Did you just talk to yourself Stop on it. my podcast? This is my story right now. <laughs> Did you just talk to yourself <laughs> on my podcast? I do that internally quite often. I'm going to have to just throw this file in the garbage. This is oh, not- my gosh. Can someone not tell a story? Jeez. We're waiting. Anyways, McBride. he had asked me... Uh, you really just okay. Let's just pause, okay, pause, so pause. We're, Here we're we go. We walk American. out of the American final day, of the semifinals, and he goes, "Hey, do you do you actually like kind of know about this stuff?" Um, McBride did. Yes, McBride did. Um, and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Like a lot about it, or just like did you read about it?" And I was like, "No, I grew up riding my whole life. Like started rodeo when I was seven, and." Uh, and that's how he first introduced me to the whole PBR crew. But even McBride thought I just read a lot a TV girl or- about rodeo, and that's what I did. So, no, I grew up rodeo my whole entire life from the age of seven until I was done with high school. I junior rodeoed, high school rodeoed, went to nationals, won state, um, took it serious. And so you, you ended up- I still up- team rope. Do you really? Mm-hmm. Head or heel? Head. My dad heals, so he made me a header because then he always has someone to practice with. Very smart of him. <laughs> That's awesome. Very smart. Um, but you you kind of took it a different way too because it's not just TV. You actually tried to get like my job as an announcer because don't you announce like a live? Tried to get your job. Yeah, that's I had to throw that in there. But um, didn't you announce like a California high school rodeo or yeah, something like that? Yeah, I've gone back Which and announced it quite a few years. Is not something typically a lot of females do. Yeah, no, it's true. Um, they had come to me and asked if I could do it I because I think most high school finals run this way where they have the main arena and the track arena. Um, and they always loved having a male and female voice because then all the parents knew what arena was being announced. Mm-hmm. Um so they came to me and asked if I would do it, and I hopped on board right away because um, I thought it's very small way I could try and give back to the sport that gave me so much growing up. What did you want to do? Like, I mean, when you got done with school, like, what? Where was your head? What were you headed sports to do? Journalism. Sports journalism. So I went to USC. I uh, studied broadcast journalism. I knew I always wanted to do journalism. Love storytelling, and I knew I wanted it to be sports. Um, I don't think I'm. Entertainment sure is fun. It just didn't fit me. News journalism, that's a tough world, and I commend the people that could do it. Uh, But I want to be around sports. I want to be around triumphant stories and um, tell the story of the underdog. And uh, just there's something about sports you love it because, or you watch it rather because you love it. So I started, I I recently started watching House of Cards, Mm -hmm. and we're in season one. I could totally see you being like, the uh, political journalist. Like, I could see you as a Zoe getting the really? inside scoop. Absolutely. Who's Zoe? I haven't seen it. Did you Zoe's, just set me up for Zoe's the one, Is that no, like the Zoe's bad the one, person? No, Zoe's the one that always... Like, uh, uh, granted, I'm a few episodes into season one, but Zoe 
is the she one. Dies? No, I don't know that. I, not don't ruin it for me. I'm like four episodes in. So anyway, Zoe's the one that has all of the the dirt. Like she has the inside track with whatever Kevin Spacey's character is. Like mm-hmm. she she's in the know, and she's the only one in the whole staff that's in the know and gets the inside information. I feel like I, I'm being serious. Like I feel like you could do that. I feel like people trust you. What you're saying is really nice, but I think what you're really saying is she must be like the manipulative. Not at all. One. For not, real, you're no, actually giving me a compliment yeah. right now. You're yeah. saying something nice. Oh, I know it's really weird. It's weird for me yeah, too. I, it feels neither weird. one of us. Should know I what walk to say. out right now? <laughs> okay, this has been a great episode. Uh, what do I do with my hands? Uh, no. Um, it, no, it's weird though because you are good at your job. Oh, I appreciate it. Well, I take it very serious, and I love what I do, and I feel like it's. Yes, it's a job, but it's also my job to tell these guys stories and to um, tell them correctly and honestly and be able to, you know, I guess, elevate the sport at the same time. Um, And I guess just bring a real life aspect to it because I love our core fans that that know the sport. That's my whole family. But then I love our new fans, too, that allow us to grow the sport and bring it into new homes. And I think I have a job to be able to tell the story to all those people. That last part is the thing that I feel like is the most under-recognized piece of our sport. Mm-hmm. Is we have, And we've talked about this in Calgary because Calgary, they don't care how stupid your cowboy hat looks. They mm-hmm. don't care how goofy you look. It whatever. If you come in, you're a part of that family. Like you're a part of that experience. Right. And and sometimes in any industry, we can be very critical of others because they don't quote unquote fit our mold or they don't look the same as we do. They don't dress. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, like it's not legit. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Yeah, and that's the great thing about the Calgary Stampede is like doesn't matter if you're trying. We love it mm-hmm. and welcome it. Yep. And I think that that sometimes. Western sports in general, I think, can sometimes put a, a little a little block between ourselves and, and the rest of the world. Shoot, think about college football. Right. How many people go to college games and have no idea what a shotgun formation is? Like, you don't have to know that stuff to be there to enjoy the atmosphere, to love it, to mm-hmm. have a team to root for. And I think our sport's the same. You can root for certain guys and just enjoy being there. And you know who you just reminded cool. me of? The girl on, uh, is it... For, is it um, uh, Say Friends. Jennifer no, Aniston. Did no. I remind you of Jennifer no, Aniston? No, not really. Um, no. I'm so sick of Friends. Uh, what's the What's the movie? What's the Let movie? me tell you something. Before Netflix took it off, before I even knew Netflix was taking Friends off, I've never watched Friends all the way through. A lot of people do, right. do and have done that and know all about it. I started watching it season one, and I was watching it all the way through. While I was watching it, found out that they were taking it off of Netflix. I didn't get to finish the last season. Okay, so I need the last season. What? What were you going to say? Um, was that important? Yeah, I can't get that minute you remember and a half it? back. But what Are I was going to say- Are we on a time schedule? Say, um, Do they have to end at a certain time? I have no idea what I was going to say. Oh. I Oh, I uh, Justin Timberlake's in there. I remind uh, you Clint Justin Eastwood, Timberlake? No, it's a Clint Eastwood movie um, where he's a baseball scout. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yes, um, yes, yes, That girl, because yes. she like knows her shit. Um, so I'm actually a little nugget about myself. Terrible- at remembering movie names or quotes from movies. Uh, like, I don't mind movie quotes. Or quotes from TV shows. What's your favorite movie? I just don't remember them. Mm, Shawshank Redemption's pretty dang good. Really? Yeah. I don't know if that's my favorite favorite, but I'm a fan of that movie. I don't know what my favorite movie is. I like the underdog story movies. Like, Seabiscuit, loved that movie. I don't know what my favorite movie is. 
it's been a long time since I've actually even you guys, watched. You haven't movie. like quarantine like Netflix binged. We haven't. So right as quarantine started, we moved into right. a new house. Um, so just been moving in, enjoying the baby. What were you going telling on me the other day, or maybe earlier today? You were telling me taking care of chickens. You should get some chickens. Oh, <laughs> low blow. By the way, <laughs> low blow. Um, yeah, we've got plenty of other animals around the house. Mm-hmm. We've got Anyways, geese. what were you going to say? Um, you were telling me about something Stand you started track. watching. You, something was it the Good Doctor? Maybe. Oh, Good Doctor. Okay, we did binge that. Yeah, so I, good. I haven't seen it yet. I'm gonna have really, to watch really it. good. Um. Okay, so I'm yeah, I'm lighting shit on fire. Yeah, am I that boring? No, no, you no. You were no. just lighting. We just went like so many different directions. Bottle on I'm fire. trying to bring this all back together because. I, yeah, uh, in an RV. If you want me to be off your podcast, just say. Thanks for everything. Join us next time. Well, Kate, thanks for on the everything. Matt West podcast brought okay. to you by West. You don't even know the that. name of it. That's what that. No, it's better to say it like I don't know. The I name. know. It sounds better. Um. Okay, I want to. I want to throw a little curveball at yeah. you. Yeah. If Daniel were going to describe you in three words, mm. what would those three words be? He's not in here. So. Yeah, he's not in here now. So he would say generous. Endearing. He would say kind. Are, are you? Is that <laughs> what you're going with? Final answer. Those are things that would be really wonderful if he said those things about me. <laughs> uh, oh, I know where I was going to go. Um, I think those are all right. Like I yeah? wouldn't. I wouldn't argue How, with those. What three, three words would you use? Mm, I can't. I try. My mom listens to this podcast, so I try oh. not to curse a lot. Hi, mom. <laughs> Shout no, out to your mother. I don't know. Like, mm. my mom's gonna listen to this podcast. Hummer, Hummer hit the nail on the head. Like, I really do. I think you're one of the sweetest human oh, beings I've ever met in my I really, entire really life. Appreciate that. Well, and so let me go back to this because I, I want to go back. We we have a lot of fun poking and prodding yeah, each we other. We do. Um, but I think it's because we're like like we understand each other. We're we're mm-hmm. super close. Um, you were talking about six how, feet apart. Yeah, right. Yeah, right now at ten feet because we're mm-hmm. in different social groups. <laughs> but anyways, um, but you you do you prep so much, and you were talking about mm-hmm. how hard you work at this, and that's one thing that like I have been very like I don't say very critical, but I've 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 been critical with you, and like I've told you like look. You've got to stop working so hard. You like, have told and, me that. You've like, told me that a lot. Like, and, and it's not like I'm being mean or anything, but I'm like, damn, you're you're gonna miss out on so much because mm-hmm. you you I, people have no idea how hard you work at this. That's as close to a compliment well, as I'm it. ever gonna get. But yeah, I have. My dad tells me all the time, "Well, it looks easy," and I said, "Well, if it looks easy, then that means I'm doing my job because it should. Yeah, it should look easy." Yeah. So I will tell you. But it should be fun too. It's a lot of fun. I love what I do and that's why it's not a job to me. I absolutely love it. I've, uh, going back just a bit, uh, you asked how I started in the industry and I did study broadcast journalism. I started in um, college sports. I started in college football and volleyball and soccer and basketball. Um, And I remember one time a mentor that I have had said, well, find your niche. Like find that sport that no one else could really talk about the way you can. And I thought, well, that's rodeo, but I don't know when or if there's going to be an opportunity for right, any rodeo. Right. Sure enough, God's plan is always better than anything we could ever imagine because 10 years later, I am in a dream job that 
really 10 years ago, I didn't even know it could exist. I didn't know it you know, could get this good and I could love what I do this much. Ain't so that the truth? I love it. Because I could not talk in front of a room full of people, much less an arena with thousands of people. Like I was so terrified still to this day. And I always say in my real life, using air quotes, in my real life when I'm not in a cowboy hat and, you know, a Wrangler shirt and in in front of a crowd at work, mm-hmm. I'm still pretty shy. Uh, I can be very socially awkward at times. But <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I know. And even all the time you're pretty awkward. Yeah, but pretty anyways, much. um it's it's different because I never realized how good it can be, and mm-hmm. and I kind of fell into like you say, God had a different plan than I did. Yep. Um, and it was way better than anything I could have thought of. I gotta tell you, there were so many doors that shut. It's a it's a tough industry. Yeah. I had way more doors shut than I did open, but every time it shut, I always thought there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that, and there was because look where we are now. Do you think? Um, Oh, I just got I just got a text message that actually has the three words that uh, Daniel would l- use to describe you. So, anyways, um, oh, you actually asked him. I doesn't matter. I'll we'll we'll come oh, back to that. Be later. good. But did you ever get or or did you ever see? Because there's so much talk about men, women, whatever. This industry. I talked with Craig Hummer about this, mm-hmm. and coming from California, and everybody automatically assumed the beach guy didn't know anything about the sport. But he it, he completely immersed himself into this industry, and works as hard, if not harder, than anybody to know oh, as does. much as possible. I've learned so much from him. Did you ever have people that looked at you and were like, "Well, you don't know anything about this sport"? Oh yeah, I had a ton. Actually, the first probably five times I walked into the locker room. Uh, all my conversations were with guys that were like, so you actually like did this? You actually know about rodeo? I was like, well, it's all I know. I mean, in, in that sense, like uh, is my entire life was rodeoing every single day, every weekend. So, um, but that just goes back to what we were saying at the beginning. I, I like listening. Yeah. I like sharing other people's stories. Same. So, yeah. Same. And I think that that's what makes people good at their job. Is he hungry, babe? He's hungry. So that means we got to cut the podcast short. I get it. It doesn't necessarily mean that. I get it. You're, you're, don't you have a pause button? Excuse. No, not really. There's no pause button. We don't have pause buttons. Hi, buddy. You know what? Okay. Let's do this. This will be the first time ever in history. We've stopped a a podcast. uh, Breastfeed break. Let's, let's take a small commercial break. Okay. (laughs) We're breastfeed (laughs) break. Uh, you're going to go somewhere else to do this. Uh, just hang on a second. Okay, so I really don't know what to do right now. This is the first breastfeeding break in the history of the podcast, so I'm going to use this time to tell you about my favorite gym in the history of the universe. That's right. It's a little place called WestFit in Oklahoma, my favorite gym ever. Why? Well, selfishly, it's mine. That's right. And uh, those of you that have been listening to this podcast for a while, you already know that. But what you might not know is when you order online at westfitgym.com or mattwestnow.com, when you purchase any of the T-shirts, ball caps, hoodies, you can save 20% by using the code MATTWESTNOW. All one word. It's the name of the podcast, Matt West Now. Type that in the promo code. Save you 20% on your entire order do that now if you haven't already. Um, I think that'll work. I think that's probably enough time that I've killed for her to come back from feeding the baby and uh, get back into the podcast. Again, thanks for listening. Let's jump back into my conversation with Kate. 
I'm I'm not gonna lie. I really have no idea how to come back from this. this Welcome is, back I post can, breastfeeding break. I can honestly say that is the first breastfeeding break in the history of this podcast. They happen. Let me tell you. Uh, <laughs> okay, about every two and a half, a... three hours, actually. Um, do you get scared that that's gonna have to happen in like some random place? Oh, you, it happens you ever get... all kind of random places. Because uh, I know that was a big thing, like on social media, and like everybody was making a big deal about it. I mean, mm-hmm. does it does it does it does it worry you like where it's going to happen? No, I mean that's what they make covers for. But let's just pull the curtain back. You know what is not no, easy? Let's not pull the curtain back because then everybody gets uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> is that what this podcast is? <laughs> Trying to pump on a plane. Let me just tell you. Oh yeah, that is yeah. not. I had easy. that happen once. No time. one, what? no one tells you about it. No one tells you what that's going to be like. I don't want to lose listeners right now. We won't get into details. Oh, there's nobody left. But let me. <laughs> As soon as you put my name on this podcast, yeah, they all yeah. left. Uh, no one warned you about that kind of stuff, and you cannot find blogs on it either. See? Really? Hayes knows. Oh, no. Oh, it's not like a thing. If you Google, like, what to do when you're traveling and you have a six-week-old, no. Mm. It's not a thing. Well, But, but you know but what? Helps. You figure it out. But that helps. You like the RV, out. you know, and being able to just RV be, does be in help. that spot helps. Yeah. RV's been awesome. Um and flying work too. I mean, everything's has its pros, but uh, RV's been so good just because I could be with him every second. So I started that by asking you if you like get nervous or scared about anything. Do you have like superstitions or anything? I mean, I have some. Like, I'll never lay my hat on a bed. Same. That you know, same. Any of those that kind of uh, the old rodeo ones that my dad taught me. Is there a color you won't wear on camera? Not because I'm superstitious, just because I don't look good in it and it blows me out. Really? Yeah. Like, can you imagine me in yellow? Oh, me in orange? No way. Me in red? Uh uh. If you really notice, I I only wear about colors. Colors are lit. (laughs) Take away most of the rainbow. Uh, that that's hilarious. I've I've never really, I guess, thought about it too much. I don't like look good. Like I don't like I don't like reds. I don't like wearing a bright red shirt Mm -hmm. all the time. I just think it looks goofy. Some of them just don't work. But I'm more subtle. Like I want to kind of blend. Same. I I had someone message me one time. You know how some of those you just don't forget when you get certain messages in your inbox, right? And they said, "You're so cheerful and happy. Why do you wear such boring, dreary colors?" What really? Yeah, I mean it was a nice thing to say, um, and I never really thought about it that way. Um, I think it's more like subtle. I don't think it's boring. I think it's subtle. I think there's a difference. Let me tell you. You know how I pick out my clothes? How? Whatever. This first off, it's quite difficult. It is, because um, for some people they're they're great at doing it, and that is their talent and their thing. For me, I could just throw on jeans and a t-shirt and be happy, but that doesn't always, you know, make for the best look on camera. Um, so I pick out my clothes, typically, by getting my outfits, and Daniel, and my mom, and my sister, and I do have a friend. Um, One? Sh- oh, that's awesome. A friend, Good to know. <laughs> a friend. Actually, two friends um, that are both in the stylist industry, yeah. so I will ask all of them, um, but... I sometimes think, you know, I think this looks pretty good and I think they would all agree and I'll just go for it. One time I wear this shirt. I loved it. Dark blue, had some kind of floral pattern on it. So it was a little bit more cheerful and I thought this is going to look so good. I'll throw on a black blazer. And my grandmother texted Daniel saying how hideous my shirt was. My grandmother. I thought it was. 
was great. I love it. And then my dad thought the same thing. And then my mom thought the same thing. And then I kept the third shirt in my closet, the third in my closet, thinking for sure they were mistaken. I just had to donate it. My grandma didn't even like it. That's amazing. You know what you should... Um, one thing that I, I kind of always avoid... Are you giving me fashion advice? Yeah. Always avoid yellow hats. Bright yellow hats. Ah. Yeah. Okay. Let me but just then tell again, you. I've never been on the cover of a magazine. The one time if I've I was never been on the cover of a magazine, that's when it was gonna be. Okay. You were on a magazine cover. By the way, shout out to Charlie One Horse because uh Casey Riggs is awesome and because of her now, I have got every color of the rainbow and hats. And I love really? hats. I wish I could wear more on TV, yeah. but the way the lights are and stuff, I just I don't think you'd really be able to see my face. Maybe that wouldn't be a bad thing. I don't know. But um I do. I love hats. I wear them all the time. Jeans, t-shirt, and a hat. I'm happy. Yeah, that's me. It's gym shorts or Wranglers. Period. I mean, that's pretty much my entire For wardrobe. some reason, I envision you wearing them together. Well, yeah. I mean, like, I still, I'll wear the Wranglers and then pull and then the gym pull shorts the gym. over okay. them like the 90s. That's what I thought. Remember, like, you're close enough probably to being alive to, to remember where, like, the shorts over the sweatpants thing or leggings or never mind. Anyways. That didn't make it to California. What? A lot of things ain't making it to California. <laughs> Right, all right. Don't don't even get me started. Um, Can we just clarify something? What? I don't actually live in the city. I do live okay. outside of the city. But there's some. I love this the city. There's some beautiful spots in California. There's some Gorgeous. beautiful people Mountains, in California. Like vineyards, good, greenery, God fearing, awesome people yeah, in California. There are. We we joke a lot about California and, and everything, but there it's it's weird because New York. Mm-hmm. New York and California. Everybody thinks New York City and L.A. Right. And there's so, so much, much more, more to it. it. But unfortunately, because they're so densely populated, mm-hmm. so many people, so much uh, revenue, like they they do take a lion's share of the attention away. They do. It's sad. They do. <clears throat> one of these, I I keep threatening. One of these days, I'm going to dive straight into politics on this deal and just go nuts. But. Until then, Until I then. will stay out. I digress. Um, I think that's how people use that word. Do you have a Do you have a, a moment like a defining moment or like a, a moment in your career where you look back and it's like that's that's the thing that stands out? Mm. I feel like I have those all the time because for me, I'm always wanting to. I always want to make my next show, my next interview, in some way, some fashion better than the last. Right. And I know that could be very much said a thousand times over but i truly mean it so for me i feel like there's a ton of those moments because i always see milestones um i'm hard on myself yeah i'll be the first to admit that you're too Um, critical on yourself i am critical on myself but i think it's for good reason because i think there's always room for all of us to grow and improve in some way and i'm not always critical on myself um don't yeah, look like that yeah, or take you, a deep you, breath. I'm not no, always. But I, I just, in a positive way, I think there's yeah. there's always room for growth. I think it's just Agreed. humility. I think is really, really important. It's I, I've always said from day one, it's like, I don't care how much talent you have mm-hmm. or how far you make it in anything. If you don't stay humble, I have zero respect for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think being humble is very, very important in any aspect of life, and, and you are obviously uh, extremely humble. But I do think, wow, this turned into a, a totally different conversation. I think you're too critical on yourself because you're very, very good at your job. You're well, very talented. I appreciate that. But what do I always tell you when you tell me that? You're too critical on yourself, too. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, all the time. So many right, 
past broadcasts and you and I would say, oh, we could have done this better. We right. could have tightened this up a little bit. But I don't think that's a bad thing. That's wanting to make a better product. I agree. So I, I don't agree. think that's a bad thing at all. Because um, at the same time, um, why I'm critical in that, I'm super thankful. And I think when you're thankful, that's a time where you're standing back, you're soaking it all in and you're saying, look at this. Look where I am. Look what I get to do. Um, so being critical, I see, is is a good thing. I was always the one... Another mentor told me a while back uh, in this, her name's Ashley Adamson, and I adore her till this day. Um, she's one of the lead anchors for Pac-12 Network, and Pac-12 Network is where I was for quite a few years uh, before I went full-time with PBR. And she told me from day one, she said, the further along you get in this business, the less feedback you're going to get. Because all of us at first, we're hungry, and we won't, always are asking, what could I do better? What do you think about this? How do I tighten up my reel? How could I make this better? Um, and she was right. The further along yeah. you get, the less feedback you get. That's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just now it's at a point in my career where you're expected. You're expected to come out and you're expected to do that job better than anyone. Right. And not saying that I'm doing it better than anyone, but that's the level that I hold myself to. We worked in a lot of places where there was a lot of like rah, rah, cheering, you know, before we go out there and go to work. Right, and, right. And then you get to a certain level of expectation. Yeah. You know, it's like the minor leagues, mm -hmm. you know, everybody's come on, you know, or high school, high school in particular. Right. Coaches are very motivated. They're right. They're very, you know, high energy. Come on, let's go out there and let's do this. And then you get to college and then like there's different expectations. Once you get mm -hmm. to the pros, you're expected to be the best. Mm -hmm. and, exactly. And, and I'm not saying that, that, any of us in this scenario are the best, but I feel like we're all in these positions for a reason. Mm -hmm. And I think that the expectations are very high. But I think that comes from a lot of really hard work. Yeah, absolutely. And I will say this is probably outside of the norm because I had been in other jobs where you got zero feedback. This family is so amazing at giving mm -hmm. feedback and giving that encouragement. So this is very much not like... I because would, not everybody yeah. can handle... Not everybody can handle feedback. Not mm -hmm. everybody can handle any kind of criticisms. Even so that's if it's where I was going to start at. I love it. I, I thrive off of Same. it. Because I innately, I want to always strive to to be better. But I do think in there, there's there's grace. Because you know what? We're all human and we're all imperfect people. Um, and one of the earliest things I learned, and I don't really know how I learned it, just happened along the way, is I learned to laugh at myself. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to go out there and be perfect. I'm just trying yeah. to go out there and be human and share stories about other humans yeah. and bring us all together. Um, so you got to be able to laugh at yourself. And those are, as soon as I learned that and I was okay with that, oh man, it's like just a weight comes off your shoulders. And it's like, I'm here. I'm going to study my butt off. I'm going to do the best I can. And I'm also going to enjoy it while I do it. And I'm also going to laugh while I do it. At the end of the day, if it's not fun, then it becomes mm -hmm. a job. And if it becomes a job, then nobody else enjoys it either. Yeah. I mean, that's that's genuinely how I look at it. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's left? What's on the bucket list? What's something that you wish you could add to the resume? Or what do you want to do? So job-wise? Anything. Or travel-wise? Both. Or All of the above. 17 kids. A 40-foot <laughs> RV. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love kids, but it takes two to tangle, and there's no way my husband's having 17. So <laughs> that is just not quite happening. Uh, would love, would love to grow the family more. Um, would love that. Uh, what's on the resume? I would love someday um, to have some kind of talk show. Yeah, 
I love it. I'd love to be Matt West. Whatever. Um, Nobody's ever but no, said that. I, w- I, would, I would love to have a talk show someday. I would love to continue doing this, but in addition to that, I would love to do some kind of talk show. I would love to travel more. I love traveling. I'd love to travel with Hayes yeah. and show him the world. And that's what's so cool about this job is I get to do that so much. And we make sure every city we go to, as long as we have time to go to some cool restaurant or visit some cool mm-hmm. monument um, and soak it all in and make memories along the way because that's what we're going to look back at is all of those memories so i love making those um love to buy a big ranch yeah my parents someday yeah where at somewhere with grass (laughs) because we've always lived in southern california where you buy hay at 17 bucks a bale um and that price is going up and my dad's dream has always been to have just big pastures to turn his horses out you on. Almost so almost moved to Texas. You guys- we look a lot at Texas, we look at Idaho, but then my husband started watching Yellowstone and thinks he wants a big ranch up in Montana. <laughs> I love it. We don't even know what cold is, so pretty sure that's not happening. Yeah. Unless they make heated ranches where all 5,000 acres are indoors. I, I was trying to picture him on a big big ranch oh, in Montana. Man. It's good picturing. In his Dodger hat. Oh, like, it's good uh, picturing with his skinny jeans. He He's such a good guy. Oh, I love him to death. Um. So no big, like, no big, uh, you know, I got to do this before I'm done. No big bowl games or anything that, like, you just have to have to do. For work? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is a talk show not big enough? I mean, am I not dreaming I mean, okay. big enough for you? Maybe we should. Maybe we should start working on something. Let's. Have I a feel talk like show. I feel like if if you and I lived in the same city, same general geographic area, yes. we could say, you know what? Let's just go to a radio station. I feel like oh, we could have fun. a mildly successful morning it'd show. It'd be fun. I think it would be medium sized market. Yeah, medium. We're market. really we could, we're medium. You know what I want? People. You know what I want? I want a CMA award. I would for love one. Medium yes. market. But you don't get to have a speech. If you're medium market, they just quickly care. flash your name in the credits. That's it's like medium sized market. I want it because I want to have that trophy on my desk. But what would our That's show it. be? Uh it would be The Matt and Kate show. No, it'd be Matt and Matt and I, Matt, I started to say Matt, Matt and show? Friends. I started to say Matt and Friends. I think it would be like Matt West in the morning. Oh gosh, that sounds good. I do. <laughs> I almost can't even make an argument to have my name I, in I there. Think, I think we could do like Matt and Kate in the morning. Okay, thank you for uh, adding me in there. But you're right, that sounded good. Yeah, that sounded good. If if there's any radio stations out there, <laughs> we're 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 humbly throwing ourselves at your feet right now. No, I think I made the comment on Instagram the other day. Somebody, uh, I did one of those Q and A deals, and somebody said something. Uh, and I said, there's a really big part of me that's been thinking about going back to school, just finishing my degree. And that popped up. It's like, if you wasn't doing this, what would you want to do? Mm-hmm. I've got a million things that I want to do in life. But that's one that always comes back around is like, I've always wanted to be a morning show host. So I was a morning show host. Really? Radio Disney. Oh, I forgot yep. about that. Okay, we got to yep. dive into that real quick. And we're uh, we're going to we're going to start kind of wrapping things up. But where did that like come from? Talk talk to me about that. So I worked for uh, ESPN LA. I hosted um, the just uh, drop that on the yeah ESPN. I, LA. I hosted the USC <laughs> pregame show. You know what? That was the best experience as far as just kind of building my career in broadcasting and being able to talk on TV. Doing a two hour pregame show, the best experience I could have because, and everyone told me if you could talk for two hours about a game, mm-hmm. you could talk for 30 seconds. Right. Um, so, anyone that wants to get into TV, it sounds crazy, but get into radio right. um, is some of the best advice I could give. But with that, it's ESPN is the Disney family. 
And I had some friends that worked over at Radio Disney. It's right in Burbank. So at the time, um, I lived pretty close to there. And they were starting a new morning show. Um, and I was brought in to be a part of it. And the thing is, we're West Coast. But it was a national show. Yeah. Which Early means mornings. 6 a.m. on the East Coast is me coming in to the office at 2.50 to get yeah. on air in time for our 3 a.m. Talk, talk about eating some cereal yeah, now. I, that, that, people don't think about that. Oh, man, those early morning mornings. shows, they all start mm-hmm. at the same time. So if you're out on that coast, yeah. you just got to get up earlier. You do. And I'm always a morning person, so I think I got used to it. But the hours between that 3 o'clock hour was the hardest. 4 a.m., the local morning news is on, and you're like, okay, someone else is awake in the world, right. and I could talk to someone, not that I talk to my TV, maybe I do, but you just feel like other humans are awake. But man, that 3 a.m. hour, but the hardest thing is on the weekends, everyone wants to go to dinner or do something. Yeah. My bedtime was 6 p.m., y'all. Yeah. So you don't do very much you when it comes out. to social life on the weekends, but it's okay. It was a great experience, but morning shows are great. I think it'd be so much fun. I love fun. morning shows. I, I might have an idea. My mass audience was, you know, eight-year-olds at the time. Perfect. Yeah. I think... <laughs> do you you miss that? You miss the radio? I loved it. Yeah. I loved it. I had you a know, small hard. radio show in college, but it was like... Did after, Yeah, it was like... Like, it was weird because it would change. It would change. Like, one day it was like from 10 a.m. to noon. From one day it was like from 9 to noon. Oh, were one you day the it floater? Was, it wasn't... It was a college radio station. Okay. So, it was more of like a class okay in a way. but i they would put me in the booth and i'd yeah. be the only guy in there there was nobody around i could Make ask for happen. questions and it's just mm-hmm. like you know here's your time block here's here's how you do all this just make it happen figure out all the dials you know and they come in they give you that crash course and then it's like go i gotta take you back i actually forget sometimes that i did this because it was so long ago i was in high school my local hometown station khts mm-hmm. 1070 am your local hometown station a shout out that's our tagline <laughs> I actually had a show on Saturdays when I was about 15 years old about horses, just about farm life in Southern California and ranches. Yeah. And I took calls. And sometimes I even forget that I did that. I have to go back and see if it's on a tape somewhere. Not that I'd want to listen to it just so I could burn them. But uh, yeah, that happened. That's crazy. Crazy how things come around. Isn't that weird? Yep. I love it. Uh, Life is good. What was the call? What was the call letters? KHTS. And the tagline? AM 1070, your hometown station. So for Kate KHTS and Matt from KRSC 93.1, Real College Radio. Yes. Um, That's crazy that I remember that. Mm -hmm. Anyways, it's fun times. Um, I appreciate you doing this. I know it only took me like three years to get it. So I'm I'm glad your agent finally worked me into your schedule. whatever. So uh, you and I will probably talk again in another four years. <laughs> Maybe. To all of Matt's podcast fans out there, I'm sorry he won't ever invite me back. Um, they'll fire me before then. No, they won't. Yeah, they will. You, I'll, you get have to fire I'll get fired. I'll get fired from my own, own podcast. I meant, I meant. How does that work? Shut up. Anyways. Uh, Megan, come back. Genuinely, thank you for doing this. I appreciate thank it. We've you, had Matt. a lot of fun yeah. uh, over our few years together as coworkers. Mm-hmm. I started to say friends, and I don't want to get... Anybody's in the weeds. Up. Yeah, I don't want your hopes to get Is up. Is that how you say that? Yeah, whatever. You uh, crushed them. <laughs> no, um, congrats. Happy Mother's Day. Thank you so um, much, Matt. You have an Best amazing in the world. family. You're very, very talented. So do you. Buy what else am I supposed chickens. to say before we hang up? What else am I supposed to hang say? Hang up? Yeah. You mean push, stop recording? Yeah, I got to go. Okay, bye. <laughs>